Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet, I think, um, <laughs> that is still recorded within my kitchen. I'm Sebastian. I'm Andy Chancellor. Hello. I'm Jordan. Hello to all of you out there in internet radio land. There was a brief moment where I stopped and thought, are there any other shows that are recorded in my kitchen that I should be aware of? Are there any other shows on the internet? I'm not even sure about that. Well, I mean, yeah. technically, regular second take is a different show. Yeah, I can canon it in my head as the same RSS feed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is that what we're basing it on now? That's the criteria that I've just decided <laughs> right now I am. Um, so if you're joining us for the very first time, what we do on the Variety Hour is pretty much it's open form review content. We expose ourselves to different forms of media. <laughs> to our audience. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, yeah, have a bit of a chat about some good stuff and some bad stuff that we've come across. Um, today is, uh, I think, mostly going to be a positive episode from what the lineup looks to be. I've been inspired. We've been watching the Terminator series these last couple of weeks. Um, and I've wanted to find some good sci-fi, some good time travel. And I did just that. Amazon surprised me. Amazon Prime, whatever the streaming service is called, wherever you are. Uh, surprise me, it's got a lot of good sci-fi on there and I'd like to talk about two time-travelling films that are absolutely brilliant. Perfect. And what were you bringing again, Jordan? Uh, so I have been binging an ABC sitcom called The Goldbergs. I've heard of it, but that's as far as that goes. Like, I've heard that name before, so you have to... I'll uh, enlighten you on yeah. it later on. And Very, very good. Mine is a very positive chat because I'm going to be dredging up an old review that was done on this podcast and revoking my previous uh, not recommend into a recommend. Ooh. So, we'll, I mean, you, you can read in the title. This is more just a surprise for my host. You can see what film I'll be talking about. I have um, my suspicions. Yeah, I think I've, I've spoken to you guys about it briefly here and there over the past couple of weeks, but this is now officially I, I'm... I'm addressing the record. So Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> is now a not recommend from you. No, no, it's now actually a double, <laughs> a double, a double secret s- probation <laughs> recommend. If you don't do it, you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, I can roll into it if you'd like. No, no, this no is let's the, leave it as a surprise. We'll, we'll do you last. Yeah, the main event, Seb. Oh, God. I, I mean, typical. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let me let me start off then. I'll um I'll talk about two sci-fi films, two time travel films that I absolutely loved. They're low budget. They're very small focused. It's a it's a tight cast. 
Um, the first one is called Time Trap. Um, starts off very slowly. There's a, about a half an hour of not so much exposition, just getting to know everybody. And I was a little bit disappointed going into it. But after that, my God, it just makes sense. Makes sense that you've you've gotten to know these characters because then they play out the scenario. Uh, what happens is there's this school professor. He's organising this um, camping trip or field trip for uh, for his students. Um, but he cancels last minute, just goes on ahead. And the next day, a couple of days later, nobody's heard from him, so the students go off after him to find out what's what's happened. We get a little bit of backstory that his parents went missing when he was a young'un, and they were sort of explorers and, and archaeologists or, um, uh, or you know, spelunkers. Anyway, they, they went to investigate this cave and then they, they never came back. It was presumed that they were kidnapped or whatever. And now this professor has been missing for a couple of days, so the kids go off after him. They get um, <clears throat> they get into this cave. They're sort of abseiling down, and they're going down. One of them is is a young boy who's sort of left in in the car because it's a little bit dangerous for him to go abseiling, or he doesn't want to, or for whatever reason. Um, and they have a radio to keep in touch with each other. But after about half an hour inside this cave, they can't talk to him. He can't talk to them or it's all garbled. Not, nobody knows what's what, what's going on. They eventually d- discover, again, after only being in this cave for like an hour and a half or something, um, his video camera, and it's got days of footage on there, and it's years old. Hmm. Right? They also find his body, unfortunately. Oh, no. Oh, no it, Was it, it fatal? <laughs> yes. Oh, God, how yeah, fatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fatal. The, the, the fatalist the, the fatal can possibly can be. be. Is he okay? It, it's, it, it's kind of weird that that the movie you know killed off a young a young kid. They they save him in the end. Um, I I don't want to spoil anything for the film. You but just I, did <laughs> spoiled it all. I don't want to spoil anything, but I also want to tell you about the plot exactly. Well, let's just say spoiler warning for what was, okay. it, what was it called again? Sorry, time trap. Spoiler warning for Time Trap. If you don't want to listen to it, we're not going to put the timing <laughs> in the thing. Just hit yeah, the skip button a few times. I, I kind of have to, you know, do, do spoilers to, to reveal a, the plot. It's a time travel movie. The other it's movie hard not to. to, yeah. Um, basically, what's going on is that inside of this cave, there's like this time barrier where time slows down ridiculously slowly, right? They manage to get to a part of the cave where they can see out to the open air. And it's just flicking on and off, you know, a couple of seconds of light, a couple of seconds of dark, right? And you think, okay, you know, weird that this is going on, but that's just a few days, you know, it's a, it's a day every time it happens. Then somebody notices that it's actually a line coming across and it's in different places, um, you know, a, a few times of the year, a, 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 a few times of that, of, the, of that cycle. And what they realise is that every flicking on and off of the light is a year passing. Ooh, so wow. a year is passing every, you know, sort of two seconds or so while they're inside this cave. And they eventually meet up with the with the with uh, uh, their professor who eventually, who, who also finds his parents, who they've disappeared into this cave and we see a nice little scene where there's conquistadors trapped in, in this thing as well through, through another sub-level that's, you know, moving even slower than, than this level. And they find the the fountain of youth hmm. in this place. That's what the, the you know this place was created to house this this fountain of youth that is genuinely um, 
regenerative and it brings back the, the dead kid to, to life and heals all their wounds and what stuff. What killed the dead kid? Do we know? He fell. Oh, okay. Because like, it sounds like he would have just been uh, gone as, for a couple of no, hours his time. As he, as, as they, were, they all, when they were descending, their ropes were severed oh, when, they, yep. when they were descending because as they go through this, this barrier, the top of the rope has, is having years of friction you know, for every yeah. few seconds that they're climbing on it. So it just, it just collapses, it just withers away. Interesting. Okay. It's I a really that. neat idea. And when yeah. you're watching it, it really starts to make sense. It's a bit slow in the beginning, but it pays off. And mm. it's a high recommend from me if you like good sci-fi. Because it's just them it methodically going through and, okay, trying to, trying to establish what exactly is going on, right? You're sort of ahead of them as the audience, uh, maybe, but it's nice to see them very logically as kids... It's it's not a kids movie and mm. and they're not dumbing it down but they're just kind of working out what's what's going yeah. on and you're you're along the ride. It's very clever, very well done, with a nice little payoff at the end. Okay, and there's another. I just got Prime, so I have to check it out. Please do because it is well worth your time if you like good sci-fi. I know this is a positive episode, but I have a bone to pick with Prime. <laughs> it's the fact that half the movies on there you have to pay extra for as yeah. well. It's Isn't that ridiculous? So yeah, <laughs> I was going through Eddie Murphy's uh, whole catalog. I I was doing. Um, I was writing, writing another show about uh, Vampire and I thought, oh, Vampire in Brooklyn, I'd really like to watch it. Nah, you got to pay for it five bucks. Golden Child, got to pay five bucks. Beverly Hills Copy, you got to pay five bucks. And I'll say, most of these movies are a little bit cheaper on YouTube to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just but like- they're all around the same price. Yeah, but yeah. I can't believe that they're available, but you have to pay for them. What's the point? Well, I guess Aliens I had to buy on Amazon Prime because nobody else had it. Yeah, it feels like crazy talk. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, hey, you did better than I did with my version of Aliens that had hard-coded Russian subtitles into it. <laughs> we'll never know how I got that copy. That's not the point. The point is I had it. <laughs> um, but yeah, another movie as well, didn't you? Another movie. So that was Time Trap. That was Time Trap. Quite good. Time Lapse is a good suspense film. These these three three young adults, right? Two guys, one girl. They're living in this complex. One of them is the is the manager of the place, um, and they know each other through school or whatever. They all, but they're all living together now. Um, and the girlfriend, and 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 the girl is the girlfriend of the complex manager. They have a neighbor across the across the road, who um, hasn't been paying his rent or hasn't been answering, you know, hasn't been collecting his mail or whatever. And they know he's a scientist, but whenever introduced to him, you know physically as an, as an actor. Eventually they go over to investigate his place and what they find is a camera that takes photos of 24 hours into the future. Ooh. It produces a photo and what it has taken is transpiring 24 hours in the future. So, so they get a snapshot you know, of, of, of their place because the camera is set up on, 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 on their living room window and they have a photo of something that hasn't happened yet. They don't realise it for the first couple of times, but then you know they sort of connect the dots and hold on a second. This is okay. This so is what's going on. Let's say hypothetically, I set my Christmas tree up in this corner, and it's set up today, but it won't be set up tomorrow. If I were to take a picture of my Christmas tree today, the photo would develop, and the tree wouldn't be there. Is that correct? correct? Okay, correct. All right, just make sure I get the concept. Yeah. So, how would you use a machine like that? Um, if you if you knew would, there was a place where yeah. you could put any information you like or do whatever you like, and it's going to it's going to tell you twenty four hours into the future 
what exactly is going to happen? What would you use? I for? would immediately go to my TV at 6 p.m. when the lotto is on and take a photo <laughs> of my TV screen. That's basically what what happens with with the with the the other guy friend. He's into uh, horse racing and horse betting yeah. and things like that. So he starts posting. You make the your own results. almanac, is practically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The complex manager is um, is an aspiring artist, but he's got a lot of. Uh, writer's block, painter's block, whatever you want to call it. So he uses it to see um, images that he paints in the future to get inspired now to paint those those. Oh things. my god, he Bill and Ted's himself. <laughs> yeah, he kind of, he, he ends up looking at the at the Polaroid to recreate the 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 paintings as he's doing them. And of course, uh, the bookie gets wise to the whole thing eventually because this guy's getting a whole heap of winnings where he used to be losing quite a lot and he comes over just interested what's what's going on and eventually he gets wind of this machine uh, and starts to just coerce them into playing along and posting the results of fights and, and other mm. things for them and it plays on from there. I'm not going to tell you anymore because it takes a very nice turn. It seems like such a, a wholesome a wholesome concept. It's so good. It's so suspenseful. No, yeah. It's acted brilliantly and the whole thing is just intensely focused on this one room with this one particular line of sight and all based around it, you know, so is taking care of the camera, future. is it? Or? It's this huge fuck-off machine that takes up an entire room. Wait, it was just in there when they moved in? in no, in the, in the scientist, in the neighbour's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's pointing into their living room window. That's weird. Why was that happening? Do we find out why that was the case? I guess he was calibrating it or whatever. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's the, really good. And the good really news good is story. I can time lapse to Amazon and search time and find two good movies. Apparently, <laughs> so that's, I'm sure I'll also find some trash. Don't just search time because <laughs> because you'll get a lot of trash. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, what you got? Um, so I recently discovered and just wound up binging a sitcom called The Goldbergs. Um, just sort of stumbled upon it. I'm uh, like a big fan of Kevin Smith and he directed a couple episodes. So I was like, oh, I'm going to check out the episode that he directed, which wound up being all about the 80s Batman movie, which I love. So it was just like, this works for me. Um, like going into the show, like I didn't recognize anyone in it aside from like George Segal, who was in like Just Shoot Me. Oh yeah, yeah. as the dad. Yeah, he's yeah. like the, the granddad in this show. And um, so what's the other dude's name? Um, oh, Jeff Garland, who's in like um, Arrested Development and okay. like Curb Your Enthusiasm and stuff like that. Um, rest of the cast, no idea who they were, but they're all great. Okay, so it's made by this dude called Adam Goldberg, who I think he wrote that movie Fanboys, which is like the, it's like a Star Wars. Another um, one, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was about. I remember seeing it though. Um, one of their friends is Terminal. Yeah, Terminal, yeah. On the- yeah, then he dies and he didn't get to see right. Phantom Menace come That's out. That's right, yeah. And they yeah. go on like a road trip to try to get him to like get okay. like Lucas to show him the movie before he dies. It's a, it's a cool little comedy does, movie. I think he does, doesn't he? No, he does die, doesn't he, at the beginning? I can't remember. And then they go on the pilgrimage in his name or something, but- Yeah, it's something like yeah. that, yeah. Seth Rogen plays four characters in it, all <laughs> adversaries to these guys. It's really weird. Yeah. And basically like the show's just like based on like his life as a child. It's, ba- it's all about like his family. It's set in like the 80s. Um, basically when he was a kid and like he's like a really avid like little like amateur filmmaker and stuff like that so the kid's always like making home movies and stuff okay really early on in the show it's more about the kid like Adam and like his relationship with um, George Garland's character like his granddad because they're like really really close 
And then like as the series sort of goes along, it just like branches out more about like the family and all their different interactions and stuff like that. But being based in the eighties, like they just like use so many like different bits of like pop culture and stuff for like the main sort of storylines, which all are based on like his real life experience. And so it's really, really fun because they'll do little bits as well, like at the end of like episodes where like they'll have like quick little interviews with like the real people from the show about like those stories and like recreations of like his home movies and stuff like that. But it's um super, super funny show. Like I didn't expect to like it because I don't usually enjoy like those like sitcoms that are based around like a family and that sort of thing because like a lot of them aren't that good unless you're like this or yep. one family is all right as well. I don't mind that show. But um, yeah, it's really, really, really good. Like it's one of those shows where it's been on for a long time, but also hasn't really dipped in quality. Yeah, it's in like its seventh season now, I think. Mm. And like, I've kind of gone through all of it at this point. And like, it doesn't really dip in quality. I think the only reason it's not more popular, I think is because I don't think you can really stream it here. Like, I think the only place you can really get it is probably on like seven plus. I think I saw it. Uh And I don't know if it's on any channels here, like uh, aside from maybe like, Maybe like somewhere on Foxtel, you might be able to find it. But um, if you can track it down, it's a really, really fun show, especially if you like like 80s, like pop culture and stuff like that, because there's just so much of it. My question is, well, two questions. Is there canned laughter? No. Okay. Which and is what probably makes it. Like yeah. it's just a straight sitcom with no canned laughter Sweet. or anything like that. And is it sort of framed, I mean, obviously it's in the 80s, but is mm. it like that 70s show where it's kind of just like making fun of like, Quite quite a bit, yeah. Like there is a lot of stuff where they kind of poke fun at it. They'll like make jokes about like things that were big in the eighties. Like, oh, this is never going to die. But like, obviously, being current, they're like, it's yeah, it's very similar to that seventies show in a sense, except that it yeah doesn't have like the sort of canned laughter and that sort of thing. And it's probably a bit more of um, probably has like a bit more of an emotional kind of side of it to than that seventies show does as well, because it's like all based around like the family and like how they all interact with each other. Like the mother's really, really overbearing. So they always do like different stories where um, you know, like the kids obviously like just get upset about it because she like won't leave them alone. And she is really annoying. Like she I was I was, I was just reading a couple of the more favorable reviews that were comparing mm. it to the Wonder Years. Yeah, you could do that. I've only seen like a few episodes because I'm probably like just missed the Wonder Years, I think, when I was growing up. Okay. But from what I've seen of it, I'd say it's pretty similar. Kind of like a, like a modern modern take being yeah. that it's made now, but w- would be pretty similar, yeah. And obviously well, it's funny, right? The Wonder Years too funny. was made in the 90s, yeah. about the 70s. True, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, good point. But yeah, I, I would say it's akin to that, but very, very fun show. Like okay. Especially if, like, if you watch like a couple episodes and you enjoy it, it won't take much for you to just be like, keep watching it okay it's just sort of become like that show now that i watch like just in the evening like when i'm going to sleep because like i kind of cycle through shows like that like i was doing a rewatch of scrubs and then i finished it and i just started it again (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like i'm gonna check out this show and then i've just been pretty much watching it like most evenings since yeah really really good worth checking out I'm I'm definitely going to purely because I've, I'm in need of another episodic sort of show yeah. to get through and looking at it being like sitcom size, yeah. it's just like the episode's like 20 odd minutes. Something. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. regular 20 minute sitcom. Everything's back to normal at the end of the episode. Like it all just comes through. But yeah, all the characters are like really, really enjoyable as well. Like there's no, you know, like when you watch a show and you're like, there's a bunch of good characters, but then there's just certain ones that you're just like, I can't stand this person. Yes. All the main characters in the family like have their own little like sort of, niches that you're like yeah i like that about them like none of them are like really really annoying aside the mum is a bit hard at the start but once you kind of figure out what she is and why she's like that it's much easier to digest 80s mums yeah that's it (laughs) 
I didn't have an 80s mom. 80s, 80s, 80s Jewish mother. Very, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can be can be a bit taxing, but it's yeah, it's a great show. Highly recommend. I'm on board. Yeah. Well, speaking of highly recommending things, I have a, re- a redaction oh. to make or a, not a redaction. Uh, correction. I've got a an correction. An, an apology. An, a, 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 a recanting. Yes. Um, so I'm going to be changing one of my strongest furious do not rec- uh, not recommends into a like a really strong recommendation based on a rewatching of the uh, director's cut if you will the extended edition of a particular film Andrew don't get too excited it's a film you hate either way I want tender hooks I need to know Seb oh, I'm going to tell you but like you're going to hate this film regardless um I rewatched the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. Yeah, I know. Told you. I, I told yeah. you you would not like this. Um, and I thought it was something good, Seb. Well, now it is. It makes it all the difference, point. doesn't it? Hundred percent right, makes it. Sell difference. it. Um, so, original problems with the first one. Both are long films. Let's be very clear. I'll try to get the run times up while I'm while I'm ranting here. But both are. I don't think I can read a number that high, Seb. Oh, they're they're ridiculously long. <laughs> Um, like 200 minutes, aren't they? Like th- three and a half hours long. Yeah, they're really... Yeah. Well, the ultimate cut is closer to that, yeah. yeah. So theatrical cut is two hours 32. Okay. Uh, I, I'll have to find what the, the, the extended one is, but it's a... Oh, it's 183 minutes versus 151. Jeez, for three hours. Yeah. And what it does is everything makes sense. So a lot of things just happened in the in the first cut because characters are going to do a thing because they do a thing. And occasionally you can get by in a movie with that. This film had a lot of those moments. So you wouldn't really know why a character was doing something apart from the plot needed them to do a thing. And so everyone felt really inconsistent and that they were just going through the motions just to get from A to B. What this extra time added in does is it actually gives every fucking character motivation and when you know why they are doing what they are doing it makes literally all the difference in this film because suddenly you're not watching two and a half hours of random actions and no (laughs) random consequences but you're actually seeing a chess game between all these different characters maneuvering around each other to get all these different results they want and then the ending happens and it, everything yeah. just works out when i watched sense. it it made me angry <laughs> the first like, version no like the new one i was like why didn't they just put this out it would have saved yeah. so much trouble and so much negativity towards the film yeah it's it's fantastic um it make it's fully contained within itself you have to i mean you can watch man of steel beforehand because that's the only one before then but you know what happens because it, it's in the intro of this film shows you Superman fucking up an entire city. Like you get that. You don't need to really see anything else. Everyone knows what Superman is anyway. So it's not like he's mm-hmm. getting any new information there. Um, like Lex Luthor just makes sense in this film. And when suddenly your antagonist is doing things that have a cause behind them that aren't just daddy you hit me once. Um, it really, really, you know, it shows for the entire product. Um, it's still beautifully shot. I don't think we ever, when we did the original review, we weren't criticizing how it looked. It was always just the issue of, the fact that characters were just who's, existing. Who's who's the director? Is Zack this, Snyder. This is the Snyder. Yeah. So I, I, this is this the the fictitious Snyder cut. Well, no, is it Snyder cuts Justice League, isn't it? Justice, Justice League, League, which is the reason I went back and watched this because it's being greenlit. It's currently being fixed up, and it's coming out as either a four or six hour long episode thing through HBO is what they're redoing Justice League okay. through. So yeah, that's right. That it was that was the cause for me to go back and I was like, okay, everyone's pushing for this. Oh, because I did watch the. This cut again. So uh, when it came out on DVD, originally. you're saying 28 minutes of footage 
makes all the difference. Yeah. And changes a strong not recommended into a strong recommend. The issue with the original was characters were just doing things. Yeah. Okay. And you didn't know why. They never tried to explain you. And I'm, you know, show, don't tell, blah, blah, blah. And they are showing us what they're doing. But if you don't know why or what the end goal is for everyone, it really matters. Surely that's be- a part of showing. Well, you when, think, you, yeah. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you identify somebody's motivation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I love this film. It still has that goofy Martha reveal, but you know what? Right. When they're able to extend and extrapolate all these extra little things, by the time you get to the Martha thing, it you actually- It doesn't bother you as much. It doesn't because Batman's fully rounded out as a character to the point where that all kind of clicks. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible what an extra, like less than half an hour can do for a film that's that long. But okay. it's, I think yeah, it's one of the rare oh, cases God, where you, the director's cut get, actually matters. I, I, I love watching people recut trailers. And, and you know, do like a Mrs. Doubtfire as a as as, as a horror film, yeah. and a little bit of music, a few little scenes out, out of order, or cut at just the right moment, and yeah, it can completely change the tone. Yeah, but yeah, good shit. I would recommend it. I, I mean, I, I know they're not really your cup of tea anyway, though, Andrew. Being like the superhero genre, this is one of the more grounded ones in a sense that it is the story itself is at its core, an emotional story. It's yeah. not really about sure. the superhero stuff. That, that's obviously there. They have a huge fuck off fight scene. There is this giant monster at the end as well. Like that stuff does exist in it. But with this extra cut, it pivots the movie from how? that spectacle into how a does, character piece. How does Batman go up against Superman and not be pulverized immediately? He plans ahead. He honestly, he, he just plans what you, the What are you fuck? talking about? Superman have you can, seen it? Or? Superman can move faster than light. He can travel back in time. Well, no, he not has this one, but yes. He has super laser eyes. He cannot be penetrated. He cannot die unless you know being you know exposed to 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 kryptonite. I can feel this really easily. Two two ways. Superman is in this. Superman fight. is a ridiculous hero. Oh yes. Yeah. In this fight, Superman is literally not trying to kill Batman. He's trying to get him to help him. Batman's attacking him, and he's literally got kryptonite. So he has weakened him down to the stage where he can beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. So that's the point. Superman wasn't going in with the intent of killing him. Okay. He was actually trying to recruit Batman to help him, but because of other reasons in the film- to do what? Because Lex Luthor's whole plan would have started and he needed help. Superman can't defeat Lex Luthor on his own? Super- Lex had kidnapped both his um, partner and his mother. Lex had kidnapped And he them. couldn't yeah. melt through the vault there that was, was holding them? There was reasons. It's justified within the film. I promise you. Did he coat them in like a kryptonite dip or something that he just couldn't get <laughs> close to them? Um, no, it was the, I think there was a bomb or something. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you just put like a kryptonite that, yeah. collar on every single person? That, just everyone ever. Yeah. Because low-key radiation. And that's it. Superman is completely useless. It's such a ridiculous hero. He's either too powerful or too vulnerable. Yep. I hate Superman. He's not bad in this <laughs> film. I don't like Man of Steel still. I still think that movie's really preachy. And I, I, I'm, I just it bothers me, but this film actually weirdly the cut the new cut right. fixes Superman for yeah. me a lot. Yeah. It makes I'll back him, you up on that. Yeah, it makes him make less a big of a difference dick. to the movie. If you're already like adversely hate Superman, like it's probably not going to help. But for the overall enjoyment of the movie, it makes a massive difference. All of your criticisms of Superman though are correct. Yeah, it's my least favorite hero for that reason. I, but yeah, I don't like Superman. I think I'll go back and watch Henry Cavill in The Man from Uncle. <laughs> and that way I'll be exposed to yeah. Superman v Batman. That's the one. That's sure. Perfect. But yeah, it's... I'll do it. 
So there you go. <laughs> we we a recanting of a thing. So that the okay, inter- yeah, in- rewriting interesting. History. It's still, I mean, Alex and Zane both also highly not recommended <laughs> that film. So I'm still, I'm now in the minority again. Instead of us all, that was a two hour review of that movie, by the way. It was so, I think it's our longest review we've ever done. And now it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> One third of it just changed. Um, but well, you're, I, you're the only surviving member from those days. So Alex is still kind of here. Your word completely counts. That's true. Yeah, I can rewrite history. He, when he shows himself, <laughs> yeah. he can have an opinion. Well, Alex did like Suicide Squad and I that movie has not changed me. That is still trash. Good looking trash, but trash. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that movie, but I think it's just that I liked looking at it. <laughs> when you watch that movie next, I want you to keep this in mind. Nobody in that universe knows how to land a helicopter. For every single <laughs> helicopter that takes off, they only crash land. Yeah. I'm not joking. They, oh, sorry, no, no. I think someone's picked up by a helicopter in the prison, but we don't see the helicopter land from memory. It's just, it's, it has landed and the propellers are spinning when someone gets off of it. Is this just a universe where they, helicopters never land? They're just perpetually in the air. Or, or crashing into the ground. Seriously. The second they get to the city and anytime a member of the Suicide Squad is in a helicopter, it will Run. only crash land. Oh, the Joker's here. Oh, he's gone to helicopter. Oh, it crash land. That's the only way they can do it. Helicopters don't land in that universe, Seb. They it's don't. Canon. They just slam into the earth. Um, but that's me. I'm, I'm, oh, good. Go watch it. Go watch the, the long version. It, I, I concur. Yeah. Do it, Andrew. You have to. I'll watch two time travel movies and still finish first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. You can hit the Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter if you so shall desire at Jordan MSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Uh, secondtakepodcast.com send us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com or support the show at patreon.com slash secondtake now we're going to be back on Monday with a less positive spin when we go into T3 um, and then yeah but hey good news after we do the Terminator franchise well the, the three films of it well not the 12 um, we are rolling into the Scooby-Doo duology so <sighs> I'm so excited I, I made the intros to those episodes those Scooby-Doo films like months ago in <laughs> advance. The TV show is great. Sure. I have nothing but fond memories. And the movie is also great. Mmm, great at stinking. Yep. Oh, come on. All right, that's the one. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugera people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.